Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 85. Today, I am sharing my three biggest tips on how to write killer blog posts. Now, a lot of people are telling me blogging is dead, but I know that is not true. I just know that we really have to adapt and be resilient in the way that we are creating content, in the way that we are sharing it, and how we are actually inviting people to take part in it and enjoy it and share it. And so today, I'm going to break down a little bit of the blogging behind the scenes, share about my experience as a blogger and the way that it's impacted my business and really provide some tips and strategies for you to take your blog to the next level. Whether or not you have one or you're wanting to start one, this episode is for you. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Who are we fooling? You, my friend, you hate ads. Am I right? It's like, just get me to the content and stop trying to sell me on another thing. Guess what? I heard you loud and clear, so loud and clear that I'm doing something radical and I am dropping all sponsorships. Now call me crazy, but bear with me. When I first started the Gold Digger podcast, it was all about impacting people with the best free education out there. And so to align with my mission, the show isn't sponsored anymore, but it is brought to you by my free Pinterest resource, the ultimate Pinterest guide. That's right. It's entirely free and a full seven page guide to help you crack the code on Pinterest. To get your hands on it, simply go to www.jkpinterest.com and snag it. That's right. Another free resource made especially for you. Again, that's www.jkpinterest.com. Enjoy. And now let's get to the good stuff. Are you ready? Hey, Gold Diggers, it's Jenna Kutcher, and today I'm really excited to walk you through how you can write killer blog posts. Now, blogging isn't anything new. In fact, it's one of the oldest ways that people found their start in their entrepreneurial journeys. 
I started my blog seven years ago when blocking wasn't quite as popular as it is today. And trust me, that whole blogging journey has changed a lot. What started out as a means to get out of my corporate gig and show the world that I was a photographer changed and now it's just looking so different than what it did seven years ago. And I promise you, you don't want to scroll all the way back through to see those very early posts. In fact, I don't even think you can. Now, when I first started my blog, I was basically just sharing really poorly edited images on my page and writing whimsical things about my clients in order to have some sort of portfolio. So at the time, I couldn't necessarily afford a website or absolutely I couldn't afford anything custom. And so starting a free blog was the way that I had to go in order to have a portfolio online and have a place where I could share the work that I was creating. Fast forward to today, now my blog is a giant tool that I use in my business, in my marketing, and it's the way that I share my work quite often. It's absolutely transformed as my business has grown and the content continues to change, but one thing remains the same. Blogging is a really valuable tool and it is highly underutilized in our industries. Now, I want to ask you a question, and I wish that I could see your response face-to-face, but how do you feel about blogging? Because a lot of people right now feel total guilt in it, something they know they should be doing, but they're not quite sure how or why or what to say when it comes to writing blog posts. I know a ton of my peers in the photography industry would look at me and want to roll their eyes because they are so backlogged when it comes to blogging their sessions and their weddings and their client work that they can't even imagine using it as a tool to market themselves. But here's the thing. Blogging doesn't have to add a ton of more work to your workflow. In fact, if you can create a workflow with blogging in it, it is going to absolutely transform the way the world is seeing your work, the way they're getting to know you, the way that they're looking at you as an expert in the field that you're in. And it's also just going to give you content to share. Trust me, I am a content creator. Pretty much my entire week is spent creating content for the podcast, for my email list, different freebies and opt-ins, as well as content for my photography clients. So content creation is something that I am no stranger to, but here's the thing. When we look at our blogs, a lot of times they are outdated. They're not containing anything that's creating connection. And they're likely just photos of our work with zero explanation or stories being told. And so today I want to walk you through three main things that every blog post needs to have and should have. And I really want for you to end this episode seeing how absolutely powerful a blog can be within your business and how you can utilize it to not just feel like you're writing a diary online, but to really get the attention and the trust of your ideal clients. So let's start at the very beginning. And I promise to disclose some funny stories of my blogging journey as we go through this episode. Number one, the one biggest mistake that I see people making when it comes to blogs is that they do not have a clear and eye-catching title. One of the biggest downfalls in blog writing is that people are putting together this amazing content, but then they're labeling it with a lackluster title. Now, what good is awesome content if people won't even click on it to read it? 
You have to have a great title to get people to see the content. Just as you should be spending a lot of time on your email subject lines, you have to make the title highly clickable. Like people have to read it in order to see what is inside. Now we have tried a ton of different things within my business when it comes to writing titles for our blog posts. And I am one of those people who love to see the numbers, who love to see their backup behind what's actually going on. And for a very long time, in fact, for years, I wrote five blog posts every single week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Something was published at 8 a.m. every single day. And I'm sure you're thinking, oh my gosh, that is a lot of content. And I can confirm, yes, that was a ton of content. But the problem that I was having is I was just doing it because that's what I believed I had to do in order to keep my readers. I took the whole consistency thing and I ran really far with that thinking if I didn't post at 8 a.m., the world was going to end and people would stop reading my blog altogether. But the truth was, in terms of churning out that much content, I was never able to actually put that much thought behind things like the title, which is so important because what good is your content if people are never actually clicking onto it? Now, the catch that comes when it comes to having awesome titles is that a lot of times our blog readers are being directed to our blog from our social media platforms. And you know me, I'm pretty obsessed when it comes to social media. And so if you are trying to get people to click off of places like Facebook and Instagram, you have to give them a reason to. And that reason is going to show up in that title. Now, I've really tried just about everything, but I found that the posts that convert the best are the ones that have very clear titles that share what the big takeaway is going to be if somebody clicks the link. You want to leave some good suspense so that people are interested and intrigued in clicking more, something we call clickbait, but you want to be honest in that you're going to deliver the content promised in the title. You also want to share it in a way that leaves people dying to see more. I mean, I find myself getting sucked in to the silliest articles about celebrities like then and now you'll never believe number seven. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, what is number seven? And so you can take those strategies that are getting you to click off the app and apply them to your very own strategy. So things like 10 things no one told you about working from home. That's a great title because people are going to wonder, well, what are those 10 things? But then you can add this special sauce and share it with a caption like, did anyone ever tell you these 10 things? I wish someone would have told me about number seven. That might have saved me a lot of headaches. Now people are like curious, well, what is number seven? And is it the same thing for me? And that is what is going to get people to click it. Then you just got to back it up with good content. So when you start to look at creating clear titles and eye-catching titles, clickbait titles, titles that people are excited about, you want to really start challenging yourself to think, what are the things that I'm clicking on? I mean, we fall for them every day. You see those viral posts where you're like, I have to see what this is talking about. Pay attention to those headlines because those are the ones that are converting. And if they're converting you, they're likely going to convert your audience. But just as you spend a lot of time on those email subject lines, when you go to send an email out to your email list, you really want to focus on having a very strong title. In fact, many people would argue that that's what you want to spend the most time and energy on because without that good title, people will likely never click it to see the actual content that you've worked so hard to prepare. 
Excuse the interruption. I know you're enjoying this content and your brain, maybe it feels like it might explode. So I wanted to drop in and remind you of our totally free resource created with you in mind. If you're only on Pinterest, pinning recipes, fashion inspiration, home decor, it is time to up-level your pinning game and get you more pintentional, that's right, with your strategy. This show isn't brought to you by a sponsor and I'm sparing you on the ads, but it is made possible possible with our free ultimate guide to Pinterest and I want you to get your hands on it. Cool? Hop on over to www.jkpinterest.com, get your copy, start rocking Pinterest with intention today. So if you have to hit pause, get your guide and then we will jump back right into today's show. Speaking of content, create good content. This goes without saying, but your blog can become an amazing resource for your ideal clients before they ever become true paying clients of yours. So you want to share content that teaches, that sets expectation, that shows them what they can expect if they are going to work with you or purchase from you or make you a part of their lives. And so you want to make your blog a destination for them. You want the content on your blog to be purposeful, to be intentional. And a lot of people just use their blogs to just post their work, but they're never giving any content behind the work. I've talked about this so many times, guys. Of course, they're an amazing place for your portfolio, but there's so much more than that. People are only going to stumble upon your portfolio if they're looking and searching for your exact service, but you want to catch them long before that. Because we all know how important the know, like, trust principle is when it comes for people making purchasing decisions. And so if you're only putting out content of your work and you're never creating connection or making yourself seen as an expert, you're likely going to bank on the fact that that work that's in your most recent post is going to be captivating enough for people to actually contact you, book you, pay you the whole nine yards. So for instance, wedding photographers are only sharing images. They're not using their blogs to create connection, to build relationships, or to be seen as an expert in their readers' opinions. Let's be honest. These days, we don't have a ton of time to be reading blogs every single day. And so you have to be adding value to the lives of your ideal clients in order to grow not just readership, but true fans. So when it comes to blogging, you want to make sure that you are diversifying your content, just like I teach you to do on your Instagram, on your social channels. You want to create different connection points beyond your work. Use your expertise to set expectations or to make life easier for your clients. Share your life in ways and then of course, share your work. So a few different ways that I've incorporated blogging into my marketing strategy is through setting expectations with potential clients. So how do you do this? You're like, well, great. That sounds awesome. But how do you actually do this? So I'm obviously going to use wedding photography as an example because that is the trade that I'm in. So when I think of different ways that I can add value to my clients' lives while also just generating attention is I create different blog posts like, should you do a first look or not? Or five tips to seamless wedding day schedules. Or the number one thing you need to ask somebody before you choose a wedding photographer. 
or 10 things I wish my photographer would have told me on my wedding day, things like that. You want to create this content that's adding value to people before they're even engaged. So think about whatever industry you're in. Think about different ways that you can educate and use your blog as a place to set expectations or to let people know if they're the right fit for your services or products or not. This blog, it can be a tool of attracting and repelling. You just have to use it in the right way, in a compelling way that is truly adding value so that people see it as a destination that they need to stop at every day or whenever you hit publish. As always, you want to focus on making their life easier, solving a problem, or adding value or joy to somebody's life. And you can also focus on making content that is pertinent, not just now, but for a long time so that you can share and reshare it without always creating new content. So at the beginning of this episode, I shared that for years, I blogged Monday through Friday. That's a lot of content. But when I started to look at the way that my weeks were going and the amount of time I was spending generating that new content every single week for it to only live on beyond that one Facebook post that was sharing it, I started to see that I really needed to work smarter and not harder. So now anything that is landing on my blog is serving multiple purposes and it has longevity so that I can post about it time and time again and it's still relevant, it's still adding value, and it's still serving part of my strategy. And so now I'm looking at quality and not quantity. I publish less. I publish about three days a week, sometimes four, but I'm making sure that this content is content that I can share time and time again. Because if you're sharing a blog post and you're banking that people are going to see it, click on it and read it based off of one social media share, you have to think again. Your blog content lives on long after that post is seen or not seen in the case of social media these days. And so if you can really focus on creating timeless content, you're going to be able to use that content over and over and over again on those days where you're like, eh, I really got nothing to share. So we started automating that part of my business and just looking at, okay, what are our 10 or 20 best posts of the month and how can we share them moving forward next month? Because chances are not everyone got to see them the first time it went live. So number three is this. It's kind of funny, but get to the point. (laughs) Deliver and create more opportunities to connect. Longer is not always better. And guys, this is coming from one of the longest winded gals on the web. The truth is, is that I found that the more concise, less fluffy I've gotten, the more people read to the end and stay on the blog and the more that they will be likely to click over to other related posts. If I can give a promise in the title and then deliver that promise and then some and add value, people will bookmark and keep coming back. Now, here's the thing. You want to under-promise, over-deliver in every aspect of your business, and your blog is absolutely no different when we talk about it. And so you want to make sure that your title that we talked about in point number one is super clear and it gives that promise. But then when they get to the content, it is very clearly defined and delivered. You want to make sure that you are adding value so that people will bookmark it or pin it to their Pinterest boards and keep coming back for more. 
Now, a lot of times people struggle because they're like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it. And our blogs become this really fluffy place, especially when it comes to speaking about our clients. People are using words like swoon and beautiful and gorgeous, and that's all fine and well, but there has to be substance and content behind it. And so I go back to the same thing I asked myself before I ever post a post on Instagram or Facebook, and I ask myself, how am I doing the story justice? And if I removed every single adjective, would that story be strong enough to stand on its own? Now, the more you write, the more you flex that writing muscle, the better you're going to get at it. So when I started looking at, okay, how much time do people have to actually read a blog post? How can we make it highly readable and how can we deliver the results within that blog? So we have tried to deliver more five paragraph essay style posts. So you remember writing those in ninth grade or whatever grade that was, where it has an intro, it has three main bullet points and an outro. And I want to lead every post in that way so that people can very quickly and easily see what the content is. We've also started using headers so that people that are likely to skim, which hands in the air, I am one of those skimmers, can really get to the point of what they wanted to learn in the first place. And so if you can look at your blog in that sense and say, here's what I'm going to teach you, here are the three main points, and then here is the summation of what we just talked about, it's going to be a lot more readable. A few other things that we've really tried to do is to look at how we are delivering the content as quickly as possible with as least amount as fluff. And so whenever I talk to creatives, the ones especially who feel guilt because they haven't posted a single blog post in the last six months, they'll say, I just don't know what to say. Like I can share photos all day, every day, but talking about my clients is hard. So I want to give you a few outs on this and just a few tips that might make your life a little bit easier when it comes to speaking about your clients. Number one, have them speak for themselves. People love to talk about themselves. Let's be honest. It's like one of our favorite things to do. If you have no idea what to say about your clients, maybe you're not paying close enough attention to them. Maybe you're not asking them the right questions, but what would it look like if you gave them the opportunity to speak about themselves, their experience of working with you, why they chose you or what they had done with you? So for instance, I could email my wedding clients the week after their wedding and say, hey, I had the best time ever with you. I would love for you to share a little bit about your wedding day, what your favorite part of the day was, what your favorite moment was, what image just makes you remember that day just by looking at it. I would love for you to just share a little bit about your story. And I would love to share that with the world because I think it would be so powerful. If you give people that opportunity, nine times out of 10, they're going to take it. And guess what? They're doing the heavy lifting for you and it's way more personal. A few other things that really help with blog posts is when people are ready to book you or purchase from you, ask them some questions about themselves. I'll always ask people, what are you most passionate about in life? How did you meet and fall in love? What is most important about your wedding day? And when I go to write that blog post, you better believe I'm going to pull up that initial email from their folder and I'm going to look at it again so that I remember those important details. It not only gives better content, but it also tells your clients that you value them. You value them beyond just saying they're beautiful and gorgeous and swoon-worthy. You value them because you're saying, I paid attention to you and your story, and I believe that it is worth telling. 
And so when it looks like you have to write a blog post and you're sitting there and that blinking cursor is taunting you, I want for you to really think about how can you do this story justice? The photos you're sharing of your work, regardless of if you're a photographer, if you're a maker, if you're a painter, creator, calligrapher, whatever it is that you do, the photos that you're sharing of your work are just a single snapshot of a story. How can you fill people in to make that story more meaningful Because when you have it more meaningful, people are far more likely to take action. So when we start to think about different blog posts, now the strategy behind blogging comes in how are you sharing it? A blog post is fine and well, but you have to bank on the fact that people are actually going to land on your blog without being prompted. And trust me, I'm not going to take my chances on that. And so when I look at creating blog content, part of the strategy comes in how am I going to share that? How am I going to direct people off of different platforms to land on my blog so that they can read the content, enjoy it, learn from it, and remember it? And so when you create a blog post, you want to have some sort of strategy in place. For us, it looks like sharing a post right away in the morning when that blog goes up with a link to the post. So we'll do a short little caption about what that post is about with a clickable link. That's post number one. But you don't just want to bank that one post is actually going to generate all your traffic. You have to have more backing on that. So you could do things like sharing an Instagram story of you scrolling through that post, make it a video one. You could do an Instagram post and you could take a bit of that story and then say, click to the blog to read more. One of the biggest mistakes I see people making is that they'll post a really pretty picture and then the caption will say, I just blogged about this, click over to see it. But you're banking that people are going to click that just from reading that single sentence. And let's be honest, if we're hanging out on Facebook and Instagram in the first place, we're likely wanting to stay there. So you have to use that story, the one that you worked so hard to write within the blog and share bits and pieces of it to intrigue people, to get them to actually click off of the apps and land onto your blog post to read it. You also want to make sure that your blog isn't just a dead end. You don't want people to get to the end of the post and say, well, that was great and I'm moving on with my life. You want to give people an extra opportunity to go a step further with you. So you can do this in many different ways. You know me, I love calls to action. So you want people to take some sort of action at the end of every single post. So whether that's clicking a link to get an additional download or freebie, which gets them onto your email list, or commenting below to tell me about something, whether you're asking a question, encouraging people to leave feedback, you want to make sure that there is never a dead end at the end of your blog post. So many people write this epic content and then you read it and you're done and you're clicking out and you're moving on to the next window that you have open. But there are going to be people that are ready to go the next step with you. So whether you're asking them to contact you, to comment, to share it, to offer feedback, to answer a question, you want to make sure that your blog is extending that invitation and that opportunity so that people aren't just getting the content and then they're done. I see a lot of times that people, they'll have their blog strategy and they'll say, well, blogging just isn't really working for me. But when I start to dig deeper, these are the things that I see. They're sharing the post once on Facebook and it's maybe not getting any interaction because it's not asking for interaction. They're sharing the link, but they're not sharing anything that is taggable. So they're banking on people seeing their fan page, which let's be honest, not a lot of people are seeing our fan pages anymore, clicking the link and then enjoying the content. 
But they're never extending that strategy to reshare the content, to share it in new ways, whether it's sharing it on your personal Facebook page or pinning it to your Pinterest board. You guys have to think outside of the box because a lot of times when I hear from people that something just isn't working anymore, it's not that that platform isn't working. It's the way that they're using it isn't serving their business any longer. Now, if blogging is something that you used to do and you just haven't done, or it's something that's on your radar, I want to encourage you to really just take a step out and start digging in again. It takes time to find your flow or the way that you're going to set things up. It takes energy to write the posts and to figure out your strategy and sharing them. But I can promise you this, blogging is not dead, not in the least. It's just that you have to be far more strategic with how you're doing it, how you're sharing it, how you're getting it out into the world and what you're delivering through it. So today, I challenge you to sit down, write down 10 different things that you could blog about beyond your work, whether it's creating connection through your personal life, sharing a recent trip you were on, sharing extra resources for people in your field, or educating and setting expectations with your clients. You want your blog to be a destination that people bookmark and come back to time and time again, long before they're ever your paid clients. I don't want to just bank on the fact that people that suddenly get engaged and are looking for a Wisconsin wedding photographer are going to land on my blog. I want to capture them long before they are even engaged. Heck, I want to capture their moms and their aunts and their cousins and everyone else so that the moment that they get engaged, somebody says, I have the perfect photographer for you. Today, Gold Diggers, I want for you to think a little bit harder about how you can write killer blog posts, deliver killer content, and grow your traffic. I am so excited to hear about your results and to see more from you. As always, keep on digging your biggest goals, and I will talk to you super soon. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You gold-digging dream chaser, you.